2: Don't leave your blinds open. This happened when I was about 14 or 15. I am a female, by the way. My dad is very handy and had converted our garage into a bedroom. At the time, my bedroom was in the garage. There are two windows in the room. One faces my front yard and front door. The other faces our side fence and a bunch of overgrown bushes. We rarely would go the the side fence. The space between our house and the fence created a small pathway from the driveway to the backyard. The pathway was maybe 4 feet wide and maybe 12 feet long, I'm not 100% sure, but the point is, it isn't a wide space. Like I said, the pathway is covered with overgrown bushes. And on each end of the pathway is a bolted gate. The actual fence is pretty high, 5-6 feet tall, so we can't see into the neighbors. As a side note, my mom always liked to have the windows and blinds open. She is not paranoid at all, and I think I learned this habit from her. One morning before school, I was getting dressed. Both my windows blinds were open. I remember I had my shirt on and was in the process of pulling on my leggings when my dog came down into my room and began barking. This was weird because this dog never barked unless there was actually something to bark at. Like she didn't even bark if someone knocked on the door. It had to be actually something out of the ordinary for her to bark. I noticed she was barking and looking at the side fence window. I had a hard time seeing through the window as it was still kind of dark outside and there was a bad reflection on the window. I got my face really close to the window to see outside when I saw a camera pointed right at me. I scrambled to pull the blinds down and yelled, what the F are you doing? I saw the camera and the hand holding the camera move away. I ran to my parents and told them what happened. I still wasn't dressed. My dad, also not dressed, hurried to put shoes on and ran outside. When he came back he said he hadn't found anyone but the bolt on the gate near the driveway was unbolted. Both my parents were a little. Skeptical isn't the right word, maybe confused is a better word because the side fence area was so hard to get to and that window could not be seen from the street or sidewalk. Whoever it was must have really been watching our house to know that window was there. There was never any doubt in my mind about what I had seen, even though I never saw the person's face due to the reflection. Years later, I brought it up to my parents again, and my dad said he had told our next door neighbor about it. She told him she thought she knew who it was, her next door neighbor. Our neighbor believed it was him because she had seen him looking in her windows too. This guy, who my family refers to as jerk, is, well, a jerk. He is very nosy. Once my boyfriend was sitting outside in his truck, parked outside my house, waiting for me to come outside when Jerk literally looked inside my boyfriend's car. For like a long time, my boyfriend finally said, can I help you? And Jerk walked away. But the really jerky thing Jerk did was report some work my dad had done to our house to the county. Like I said, my dad was very handy and put a few small additions into our house without the use of permits. One of these additions was turning the garage into a bedroom. The city made us either tear the additions down the ones they caught anyways, they never noticed the garage, or have a contractor fix them up to code. My parents didn't have the money to fix them, so they tore it all down. I think in hindsight, if it was Jerk, I think he was trying to photograph the garage as a bedroom and not necessarily me. I think had I not been merely naked, he would have used the pictures as evidence that the garage was not a garage. But because he caught me on camera, he never did anything with the pictures and I think he just gave up. Think of how much trouble he would have gotten in, trespassing on our property and photographing a minor nude. Even though it was pretty traumatic for me, I never leave my blinds open now I think jerk kind of got what was coming to him. Yes, my dad did work without permits, but none of that work ever hurt or burdened Jerk in any way. He is just a nosy, miserable human being and wants everyone else to be miserable too. So I think it was karma that Jerk was trying to get us in trouble, but got himself in trouble instead. So moral of the story is, 1. Don't be an unnecessarily nosy neighbor because you never know what you'll see in 2. Don't leave your blinds open. My neighbor was in the KKK. So I grew up in West Texas. And if you know anything about living in as small a town as I did you know that everyone knows everyone else. And of course this was true for my community all four but my next door neighbors. Now I say next door, but what I really mean is that they were a ways away. We lived on a farm and our neighbors were down the creek around 500 feet. They were a somewhat mysterious group. It was a man, a wife, and two kids. They stayed mostly to themselves, occasionally driving their old Chevrolet pickup down the old gravel road weekly to go to the general store. There were a few trees between the property lines separating us from them. But in my bedroom, if I lay on my bed, a certain way I could see the far off light coming from their back porch. Now for the scary bit. It was late, around 11 or 12. Me being around 10 at the time I loved to stay up and read science fiction. So I'm sitting there reading my novel, everyone else asleep, and I see a abnormal light coming from where I would see the neighbor's porch usually. I thought nothing of it and went back to reading minutes later i hear chanting now i'm freaking out in our area you never hear anything like this and i certainly never heard it before this is when i should have woken up my papa but being a stupid kid i ran to get a better look through the kitchen window what i saw next frightened me beyond belief standing there in my neighbor's yard was a group of six men with all white robes circling a burning cross the way the light hit their clothing the embers coming off, all of it scared me to death. I ran to get my papa. He got quite a scare also from me abruptly waking him. He immediately grabbed the shotgun at his side. I ran to show him what I had found. He called the sheriff and around 10 minutes later he showed up at our door. He said he couldn't do anything about it and that they had the freedom to do what they wanted, so we just had to deal with it. It stopped around dawn. I got no sleep that night and for the next few nights. A week later, a letter showed up at our door and I distinctly remember what it said. Vigilantes Sumu in Latin translated to, we are watching. Playtime with the new neighbor. I was four or five when this happened so I don't have a lot of details. I lived in a housing development for the first six or seven years of my life. During the summer, it was common for the first kid outside during the summer to kind of holler through a window or knock on the door of literally any house and ask if the kid that lived there could come out and play. At the end of any given day, there was usually a group of five to fifteen kids, sometimes more. We were loud, but we were actually pretty behaved and I think most of the parents liked that it was pretty easy to get us out of their hair, but also not completely lose track of anyone. Often I was the first kid up in the morning, and a new family moved in across the street the day before. I had seen a mom, a girl, I'm thinking nine and a boy that might have been three or so. So the next morning after they moved in I set my sights on their apartment. I crossed the street and made eye contact with the 9-year-old girl who was already staring out one of her windows that faced the sidewalk, and I yelled, ''Wanna come out and play? I'll call the girl her Sonia. She blankly stared at me for a few seconds and said rather complacently, ''I'll go ask my mom.'' And a few minutes later, she was outside. After some running around, we decided we were going to play ''Doctors.'' She crudely pretended to do surgery on me with sidewalk chalk and sticks while I played dead on the sidewalk. I kept asking her if she was done, but she kept insisting she was not. Finally she told me she had to do one more procedure and I'd be free to go, but I had to close my eyes. We went back and forth about it, but in the end I reluctantly agreed to shut my eyes. After a minute or so I got a really bad feeling in my gut and opened my eyes, and the girl's eyes were wide with some kind of wild dark look. She had a large chunk of broken concrete, a bit bigger than an average grapefruit random, but I can't think of anything else clutched between both her hands and held high over her head. She quickly tried to stuff the rock under her the length of her summer dress between her knees to hide it but I sat up and asked her what she was doing, and she said, you weren't supposed to open your eyes, I was going to smash your head, I yelled. I would have told my mom if you hit me with me with that. I was five cut me some slack lol. She gave me the most foul look I've ever seen from a child in all my life. Her eyes were so dark, she looked furious, almost inhuman, and she said, you would have bled to death before you could tell on me. I backed up into the road and she stood up and started to walk towards me leaving the rock behind on the sidewalk. I booked it across the street and into my apartment and when I looked out the window she was gone. Twice after that I noticed her in the raggedy pine tree outside my bedroom window staring at me, which was on a second floor, meaning she climbed the tree to watch me in my bedroom. I used my curtains after that. I did tell my mom, but she didn't believe me. I avoided her until I moved away. Sonia, I hope you are okay. Hopefully you got some therapy. But between the murder rock and the window peeping, I don't want any further creepy encounters with you. Creepy neighbor. When I was around 20 years old, I started getting love letters in the mail. At first, there was no return address. Eventually the third letter I received was from my much older, mentally unstable neighbor. He expressed how much he loved and needed me, he wanted a family and so on. He told me he'd been watching me since I was little girl, that part creeped me out. I've been knowing him my whole life and I never had a clue. I don't know how he know where I worked at but there were a few times he would sit on the bench down the street from my job and watch me walk to and from my car. He sat on that bench still as a rock and only followed me with his eyes. After that I told my dad and grandfather, and they went to go talk to him, and eventually he stopped and basically fell off the face of the earth, never seen him again. To this day I often wonder when I was outside playing as a little girl, what if he kidnapped me? I'm so thankful he never made a move from that time forward, I am very aware of my surroundings. Neighbor has noticed me for some time. I was helping clean up the neighboring lot after a homeless encampment moved when a worker from the city showed up. He beelined straight towards me and started thanking me for the help, so I pointed him in the direction of another lady who headed up the cleanup efforts he talked to her, arranging a pickup time for the bags. Then came back to me, mentioning we are neighbors and he lives in the illegal apartment that is kind of visible from my backyard. He said, he's noticed me for some time. The other neighbors were listening closely started showing him where by their house we'd be leaving the bags. Oh, you live here too, y'all, They are one door down from me and have lived here for seven plus years. I've been here for two. The next day the bags don't get picked up, so they get rummaged through and it's another mess. But the city cleans it up the following day during regular pickup. Great. This guy shows up at my door, talking about how the community organizer, which wasn't me needed to call the city for pickup, be he took care of it. The community organizer knew she needed to call, but didn't do because he showed up in uniform telling us that it would be taken care of. He offered the help. It's like he came over because he had an excuse to come talk to me. When he turned to go, I started talking to the landlord next door who was doing repairs nearby, and he just stared and lingered on the sidewalk. Everything about him is major red flags. Even the neighbors noticed. I moved to a new city a few months ago. I've never lived in a city before so it's quite a culture shock to say the least. Right away I notice a neighbor who lives in the building across from me. He's given me the creeps since day one and I know he watches me while I lay out on my balcony which I do nearly every day. Usually I just pretend I don't see him as he can't do anything other than watch me. Most of the time when I'm outside My dogs are with me as well, which provides an extra sense of security. My apartment is in a relatively safe area, and I feel generally safe, other than this one man. Yesterday, I caught wind that at one point he was logged into the apartment security system, and the head maintenance woman had to take him off. There's also speculation that he has set up his own cameras around the property, which would explain how he knows when I'm outside. He's tried to talk to me from his balcony and one time even approached me in the parking lot. I'm nervous hearing that he may have his own camera set up on the property even though I have no real evidence to prove that this is the case. I wouldn't put it past him. Creepy neighbor encounter. I live at the edge of a small town in the mountains. A couple of days ago, I was sitting in my room around 2 a.m., watching some videos since I couldn't sleep. My room is on the second floor and has a direct view into my neighbor's garden. Our neighbors recently moved into one of the old houses on our street. Suddenly, while lying on my bed, I noticed light coming into my window. I crouched down and made my way to the window. When I looked outside, I saw my neighbor with a headlamp placing a carton box into his fireplace. He then proceeded to leave and brought a large plastic bag, which he also dumped into his fireplace. Afterward, he threw some wood on it and soaked it with something fire starter. He lit it all on fire, creating a sizable bonfire. Afterwards, he left again and came back with another plastic bag filled with what looked like clothes, which he threw into the fire. Next, he took out a shovel and dug two holes at the edge of his property. After finishing, he watched the fire for about 40 minutes until it died down. Then he extinguished it and started to dump the contents of the extinguished fire into one of the holes. He cleaned the fireplace and left for his house. Shortly after, he returned with another large plastic bag and dumped it into the other hole he closed both holes and left for his house. I'm super freaked out and don't know what to think of what I saw, so I decided to share my experience on Reddit. I called the police on the person sitting in my neighbor's parking lot. I don't know if I overreacted calling the police. I got home from work around 10.30 p.m. today I went to go do my pretty typical after work routine, check the mail, walk my dog, and eat some dinner. I went to go check the mailbox. There was a car sitting idle in my neighbor's parking lot. I've never seen this car here before. Headlights were on, and a guy was sitting in the driver's seat. I live alone and my boyfriend was over to drop me off at home after work. I went to unlock my apartment door for him because he wanted to pet my cat while I was out walking my dog. I take my dog to her usual potty spot which is a pretty sketchy area with minimal lights and that's when the guy who was in the pickup truck got out and started to approach me in the dark. He pulled out his phone and asked me if I had seen the lady on her screen. He showed me a picture of a lady who I could barely make out as she took up maybe one sixth of his phone screen. He kept getting closer and closer as I kept telling him no, I don't know who that is. He insisted that she lived in this apartment complex in Unit 20. My apartment is nowhere near Unit 20. It's on the other side of the complex. I kept backing away from him, and my dog could sense that there was something wrong with him and started to bark at him. She rarely barks until it's absolutely necessary. The more this guy talked, the more he creeped me out. He said he needed to know her location to make sure she's not a catfish, and he's not a bad guy because his kid is in the car waiting for him. At this point I knew I had to get out of this situation, so I practically sprinted inside and went to go tell my boyfriend what had happened. I asked him to come out of the apartment with me to see if the car was still there, and it was but the guy had gotten back into his truck, but is still parked in my neighbor's spot. While this was happening, my neighbor had returned home and asked the truck to move out of his parking spot, which he did, only to circle back five minutes later and park in the spot right next to my neighbor's car. This spooked the hell out of me. I had ended up dialing the local non-emergency line for some peace of mind. My apartment has an extensive amount of security cameras due to the high crime rate in the area, I'm wondering if I should report this incident to the apartment complex. I was going through my old notebooks and journals with my girlfriend, and that's when I found a journal entry from when I was about 12 years old. It made me remember a time when I used to live in what I thought was a very safe and protected neighborhood. However, I wasn't allowed to go too far from home without someone watching me because our neighborhood had gates around it. My parents would let me walk around inside those gates, even if they weren't home. One day after school, I was riding my bike around the neighborhood when I saw a middle-aged lady. She was sitting on her porch, crying, and her front door was wide open. I got worried and stopped my bike to see what was happening. She told me she was having trouble with her husband, and asked me to come inside her house to keep her company while she calmed down. I felt a bit uneasy because I knew it's important to be cautious around people I didn't know, but I also wanted to be a kind and polite person. As a young kid, I felt confused about what to do, so I kept saying no to going inside, and she kept asking, saying, Please, please, just for a moment. I just need someone to talk to. But I kept refusing. Then she asked me to wait outside with her and stay until she felt better. I agreed to wait because I felt safe in my neighborhood. She asked me to sit on her porch while she went inside her house and brought back a couple of framed pictures. She joined me inside the house while I sat on the porch just outside the door. Then she showed me the pictures. One was of a kid who was older than me, wearing the local high school football uniform. The other picture had a man and the same kid in it. She started telling me stories about how she met the man and how they spent their honeymoon in Hawaii. She also talked about how her kid was really good at football, one of the best on the team. But she was really upset because she was afraid that if she and her husband got a divorce, she wouldn't see her kid anymore. She started crying again, and this time she cried on my shoulder. Strangely, knowing she had a child made me feel more at ease around her. She kept talking for a while, and I started feeling a bit awkward. She kept crying on and off on my shoulder, and I didn't know how to react. I kept thinking, what did I get myself into? I just nodded my head, pretending to listen but I was more worried about finding a good excuse to leave and go home. She kept saying nice things about me, calling me a young and kind boy. She also said, You don't know how important it is for you to spend time with me. This made me feel a little guilty about leaving her. She kept insisting that she wanted to make me dinner as a thank you if I came inside, but I kept saying no. Finally, I told her I had to leave. She asked if I knew how to use her cell phone because she had just gotten it recently. I said I could help, so I waited. She left for quite a while, and even though part of me wanted to walk away, I didn't want to be rude, especially since she lived so close to my house and might know my parents. I kept feeling really anxious as I thought about leaving, but then I convinced myself to stay. It was like a roller coaster of emotions. I felt like I couldn't just walk away. Finally, after what felt like a super long time, she brought me her phone, and it was an Android. I only had an iPhone 3G at that time, so I was worried I wouldn't know how to use it. I held down the power button for a moment, and it turned on. She then asked if I knew how to check text messages. I found the messages app and opened it. There was only one phone number and it wasn't saved as a contact in the app. Then she pointed at the text and said, That's him. That's my husband's number. Please read me his messages. So I opened it. She had received a bunch of messages that were pretty much the same, just different ways of saying hello and asking for a reply. She was upset and told me to read them to her right away. She really wanted to know what he said. I told her, They all say hello with a question mark. She insisted in a strong voice, read them to me. So I started reading the messages. Then she closed her eyes and nodded at times, and she commented things like, he does miss me. Well, forget him, as he had his chance. Then she quickly changed from being a crying and worried woman to someone who was angry and wanted to prove she was right. A few times I paused while reading and asked if she wanted me to stop, but she snapped at me, saying, keep reading. So I kept on reading. It felt like her husband was acting kind of crazy with so many similar messages. I scrolled through and read many messages that looked almost the same, going back for days. My heart was pounding, and I felt like I was involved in something I shouldn't be part of. I really wanted to go home. But every time I stopped, she got really angry and told me to keep reading. Then I found a message that was different from all the others. It said, stop messaging me, you crazy woman. Leave me alone, as I've already told the police, and I have a restraining order. If you come near my family, you'll be arrested. I felt really worried when I read that. It made me realize that all the messages I'd been reading were from her phone. I stopped and couldn't believe it, but she insisted, keep reading. I told her I couldn't because it was getting very late, and my parents were expecting me for dinner. Why don't you come in for dinner? I'll make you something. You can tell them later that you were helping your neighbor. They won't be upset, I promise. But this time, she was both angry and really worried. So I explained that my parents would get concerned and wonder why I was gone for so long. She begged me a few more times not to leave, and she started crying as I got up. Honestly, I felt bad about it. Back then, I rode my bike home as fast as I could. When I got home, my parents had just come back from work, and they asked me where I'd been. But I didn't tell them the truth, as I was a little scared that they might not let me go around the neighborhood when they weren't home. A few days later, when I came home, I saw there were three police cars parked in front of her house. I felt really worried when I saw the police cars, so that night, I asked my parents if they knew what had happened. My dad just said, oh, there was a break-in or something. Later... I asked one of our neighbors if they knew more about it. They told me that another neighbor had let a homeless woman into their home. They offered her a shower, a place to stay, new clothes, and a phone. They were even trying to help her find a job. But it turned out she had a mental illness, and she started having strange beliefs, like thinking the neighbor's kid was her own. Eventually, the neighbor kicked her out after she was kicked out, She started bothering him a lot, so he went to his parents' house and sent his kid to stay with his ex-wife because he was worried about their safety. He had good reasons to be worried because not long after he left, she broke one of the windows to get into the house. Then she stayed in the house for nearly a week before a neighbor noticed the broken window and called the police. By the time they arrived, she had wrecked the whole house. She got arrested. I had a hard time believing it, but I checked behind the house and saw the broken window myself. I think the guy probably ended his lease and moved out right away because he was scared she might come back after getting out of jail. I'm not sure if she ever tried to come back, but I really hope they told the new tenants about what happened. To this day, I still feel uneasy about it. Who knows what could have happened if I had gone into that house.